This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You went online to switch your car insurance to Progressive so you could save money. But then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy. And now here you are, clicking through photos of his kickball team from 2011. Looks like they won the championship that year. Then he moved to Tulsa. Oh, a new tattoo. Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average savings by new customer surveyed who saved in 2019. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090. Mariska's and Crest Hill. Family-owned and operated since 1933, Chuck's Southern Coverage Cafe, with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com and seatgiant.com. Use promo code MADHOUSE to check out to save. Let's drop the puck. Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show with 670 The Score's Jay Zawoski and NBC Chicago's James Navo. Welcome into the latest installment of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. My name is James Navo from NBC5 Chicago, and with me as always is Jay Zawoski from 670 The Score. Jay, two shows in a row, two wins in a row. How about them apples? Well, you talked about it last week. You said that this is the part of the schedule where the Blackhawks just start to get fat when they're playing two nights in a row, the two worst teams in the NHL, uh, two games in a row, rather, and they won both of them. Um, I think both, we'd agree, maybe should have felt a little bit easier to win, but when you take a look at it, you break down the numbers, the Hawks did have a big advantage in this game. The first period, a little bit sloppy, and I've always sort of maintained the theory that if you're playing a team that isn't incredibly skilled, sometimes it can slow you down. Sometimes you can fall into their funk and and sort of struggle that way. Um, so, I don't know. I think we saw that early on. But as the game went on, the Hawks got better. The goal by Nick Schmaltz was absolutely fantastic. An incredible pass. And a back check by Patrick Kane to strip the puck and puts a perfect saucer pass on the tapes to Nick Schmaltz. And he doesn't miss. And that's the Hawks' third goal. So finally, with about two and a half minutes left, they had some breathing room for the first time in a yeah, long time. Yeah, well, you know, I decided in the third period it was time to start taking shots at guys. So I called out Patrick Kane for his lack of effort in the first two periods of the game, and I called out Artem Isimov for shaving his mustache and screwing up his mojo. And lo and behold, within about a 15-minute span, Anisimov scored a wonderful snipe on a wrist shot goal, and Patrick Kane picked up two assists. So... Needless to say, I am now the official anti-jinxer. I basically will cause any guy that I call out to all of a sudden be good. So if you have loved ones who you're worried are going to give you crappy Christmas presents or you have a boss that's a giant jerk, just send them my way. And apparently (laughs) I will make all things right with the universe by calling them jerks. So 
that's my new thing, and I still I still stand by it. I still think that Patrick Kane's effort the first two periods of the game, especially playing defense late in the second period, good Lord, just looked like he would have been any rather been anywhere else other than Chicago in that moment. But then he came out in the third period, had two awesome assists, like you said, had a couple of really nice back check plays, and we need more of that from Patrick Kane, to be completely honest. We need him playing more like guys like Gustav Forsling have been playing and guys like John Hayden and Tommy Wingles. That fourth yep. line of the Blackhawks the last two games has been outstanding. They have been so much fun to watch. They brought so much energy to the mix. And Joel Quenville has given them more ice time as a result of them really kind of sparking the team's energy a little bit. And I really appreciated that he did that tonight, and I thought it was the right move. And ultimately, they won the game. So I know there was some negativity that I was putting out there about guys like Kanan and Nisimov, but that kind of positive stuff with those guys, I wanted to call out as well. Well, for sure, and I want to go back to Kane a little bit. It's funny, we've talked about this for years. When Patrick Kane wants to take over a game, he absolutely can do it on both ends of the ice. You may recall the 2013 Stanley Cup when the Blackhawks beat the Bruins. If anyone had that DVD or Blu-ray of that championship series, championship season, there's a point in the series where Brad Marchand says to Kane, like, you're not really doing much in this series. And that was all he needed to motivate him and from that moment on he absolutely took over and dominated the rest of that series he even said out loud to brad marchand you should have kept your mouth shut you could should have kept your mouth shut because for whatever reason he needed to be woken up and uh you know have a fire lit lighted under his ass for him to get going so when he decides to engage there are very few people in the league better than him for the fourth line that's all you want man you want three guys that can go out there, provide some energy, uh, provide a goal now and again. And I think, you know, as we look at the at the at the for as at the Hawks fourth line as compared to other fourth lines in the league, it's got to be top ten percent, I would think. John Hayden is a guy who can probably play on all four lines, even on a pretty decent team. He could be a poor man's first liner if he just wanted to go out there and bang a little bit, get in front of the net. He's got some scoring touch. Um, Tommy Wingles is a veteran in this league who's done, uh, who's played the game air quotes the right way uh, for a long time meaning that he 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 doesn't have a ton of skill but he works his ass off he tries to win board battles and and that's that's what you want from your fourth line center and I think Lance Boma has been a pleasant surprise as well he's been a guy who's not been taken out of the lineup uh, and has frankly played pretty well in the, in the in the things they need him to do so fourth line all good um, and you know I think we're starting to see things turn around a little bit uh, Kane went four games without a point, had two points at the end of the night. Um, Jonathan Taves has scored a little bit recently. Uh, Alex DeBrincat continues his inspired play. And for the next big podcast, remind me of this topic, I want to discuss with you, where does DeBrincat rank right now among active Blackhawks as, like, as far as best player? Think about that when we do a podcast early next week. We'll discuss that because I think you can you can make an argument that he's already one of the Hawks' five or six best players. I definitely think you can. I'll probably chew on that a little bit. Uh, we'll either have our next big podcast on Monday or on Wednesday. The Blackhawks do play on Tuesday night, so it kind of wouldn't make sense to 
record one that night unless, you know, the spirit moves me to do it by myself because somebody is going to a concert instead of covering the barn burner that will be the Blackhawks and Panthers. So I'll be handling that postgame show all by my lonesome. It's going to be the first time I've done that. So if you guys are big fans of Jay and you don't really like me, you're probably not going to want to tune in Tuesday night. Just a fair warning. Who but, would not like you? <laughs> I, I, di- I, I have no idea. But I did want to get to one other thing. We, we've been trying to keep these podcasts kind of short, so I want to, I don't want to get too deep into this because I think this could be a good big show discussion. But I wanted to point something out that Ryan Hartman has been out the last two games as a healthy scratch. And tonight yeah. Jordan Esterly had to draw in as – Osterly. I, I still keep saying Esterly, and I don't know why. I keep, like, pretending that O doesn't exist. Because you're stupid. Uh, that's hey, you know what? I have already. But adorable. I have called myself an idiot already on Twitter tonight. <laughs> I don't need to. This isn't breaking news to anybody. But I'm genuinely curious. He had an assist tonight, and I thought he he looked good at times, and other times I thought his positioning was off. And it would be pretty easy to make the argument that he doesn't play often enough, and it's caused a little bit of rust in his game. So. I'm curious what your take on this is. The lineup that the Blackhawks use tonight, should they be using it more often? Is Ryan Hartman the right guy to not be playing right now? Should Jordan Osterley there, should he be in the lineup more often, <laughs> even when Cody Franzen is healthy? Like, what? what's your take on that? Do you think that this lineup is one that we need to see more often from Chicago? Well, here's what I like about uh, Jordan Osterley. He's very aggressive. Uh, offensively we saw him very often pinching down low even being behind the net at certain points but the thing I don't like about Jordan Osterley is he's very aggressive offensively (laughs) I know I just said the same (laughs) two things but really it's like okay cool you have a lot of confidence in yourself that you can go do that make those plays you're gonna take chances great but I don't quite trust him defensively enough yet to feel totally comfortable with that if that makes any sense um yeah I don't know. I, I I don't like Hartman not playing. But that said, if there's a guy, look, Richard Panic has not scored. I understand that. But he's not taking dumbass penalties, right? Like we've seen Ryan Hartman Correct. do lately. Um I like Hartman in the lineup. I think you want a young player to play, to develop. Um the other night I saw that he favorited a tweet about Richard Panic playing and him not. Um, which would show me that he was a little frustrated. Who knows? Maybe it's – I don't want to read too much into those things. But the Hawks are pretty savvy about those those kind of things. So, I don't know. Maybe you're seeing some frustration from Hartman, feeling like he should be getting more of a chance, more of a look. But if you want that chance, Ryan, you can't take dumbass Andrew Shaw-like penalties. And that's what he's doing. And he's doing it at bad times. So, I get it. And I know Q has different rules for different players. And that can drive me nuts as well. But – uh, I think sooner or later Hartman's going to be back in. Um, at that point, who do you scratch? You know, we were just talking about uh, Lance Bowman, how he's played pretty well. I mean, his coursey numbers are horrible, but... They're horrendous, Yeah, but yes. I mean, when you're looking at a fourth line, you know what I mean? It, it's... I don't read so much into it with players like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm Maybe I'm wrong in thinking that way. But I, I think the only other way you can really do it is if you want to give Patrick Sharp a night off or if you think that giving Richard Panic a night off is going to kind of light a fire under his keister. Like, that's 
really the only way that I see, honestly, right now, that Joe Quenville is going to put uh, Hartman back into the lineup. I, I genuinely think that Vincent Henestrosa has earned the right to stay in the lineup. I feel like John Hayden has as well. I, d- I don't see any other alternative other than he's a guy that – when you want to spell Patrick Sharp or you want to give Richard Panic a night off to kind of try to light him up a little bit. That's the only way I see Ryan Hartman coming back into the lineup right now, honestly. I, I think you're right, at least temporarily here. Um, Hinnestros has been good. He's been the in- injection of energy. A lot of people were expecting him to be. The scoring hasn't been there, but the chances have, and his speed is apparent when he's on the ice. He's a difference maker simply because of his speed. By the way, if I asked you tonight uh, who is the Blackhawks' leader in uh, five-on-five on ice, who would you say it was? In the game tonight? Yep, time on ice tonight for five-on-five. Who is the Hawks' leader? I'm going to guess Gustav Forsling. Nope, it was Jordan Osterley. 19.25 at even strength. Wow. Duncan Keith, 19.07. Gustav Forsling, 17.19. So Q threw Jeez. him right out there. Uh, Must have liked what he saw. Finished with a uh, 54% Corsi 4, 62% Fenwick 4. So a solid game for Australia. I liked what I saw from him. I, again, I don't have full trust in him yet. But when he's in there, things happen. Good things seem to happen. I like his aggressiveness, even though it makes me nervous sometimes. So what you're saying is that we were wrong to suggest that he should have been placed on waivers and sent down instead of Tanner Caro. Um, I don't know if we were wrong. I mean, the fact was that they just weren't playing him. And and if it was a matter of look, I, like I told you early on, even before the season started, that the Hawks really like him and it's a guy to keep an eye on. But he played what four games before tonight? Exactly, and he hasn't played since I think November twelfth or something. Right. It's like so. Why have him on the roster? Is he that important to you that he's going to sit there now for twenty games at a time and not play? Uh, and how about Michael Kempney? Well, apparently he's just not in the plans anymore. Yeah, apparently not, and that's. Something that I've I have found particularly interesting, and I'm kind of curious what uh, his future with the Blackhawks is. It just it really seems like he's kind of worn his welcome out, and guys like uh, Gustav Forsling and Jan Ruda have both jumped ahead of him. Like that, you can't say anything else. Like Jan Ruda had a kind of a goofy defensive play tonight in front of the net, but other than that, this season he's been really solid, and right now those guys are cemented firmly, not just into top six roles, but into like top four and maybe even top two roles. Like they're very adamant about getting those guys ice time against pretty tough opponents. So there just isn't room in the end right now for Michael Kempney, and clearly there is something in his game that Joel Quenville does not like, and. You have to wonder, has he reached the end of the road with the Blackhawks? Is he one of those guys that is like a Jeremy Morin where it's like, look, like we just don't have a use for you anymore. We're going to you know, try to cash in another lottery ticket and hopefully hit on a trade or something. Like that's really, at this point, like I feel like that's he has more value in that regard than he does in on ice as, as a potential trade ship for another team looking to – you know, cash in and hope that he can get some upside to his game. Well, you know what? It's good that we're mostly talking about guys at this low end of the roster tonight. When the, when the conversation gets this deep, uh, it's probably a good sign that the Hawks won. They did overall a pretty solid game against a bad team. Uh, they're back at it Tuesday night. So James, like he said, will be with you after that game. I will be at the national concert. It will be my 40th birthday. You can all kiss my ass. I'm taking a night off from the podcast James has it handled, and he's great. Listen to James. You all love James. Stop it. 
Don't be ridiculous, uh, Nouveau. Thanks, buddy. All right, man. Well, we I will we'll talk. Both of us will talk to you soon. Yeah, look for a new podcast probably on Wednesday. James will talk to you after the game on Tuesday. So until I'm back on Wednesday, hope everybody has a great week. Getting ready for the holiday season. Relax. Don't get too stressed out. And we will talk to you soon on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast, which has been brought to you by Chuck's Southern Coverage Cafe, Triple Threat Sports, Mariska's, and SeatGiant.com. Use promo code madhouse at checkout to save and by the way few tickets remain for our chicago wolves event that's january 20th against the bakersfield condors 7 p.m tickets are 17 bucks includes a hat a bag a koozie and a t-shirt uh so make sure you sign up for that very few tickets remain so get in while you can the link to buy those tickets is in the description of this podcast and on our various twitter accounts check out at Madhouse Pod on Twitter for all those links. But until next time, James and I will talk to you on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is getting up to use the bathroom at the stadium. Excuse me? Excuse me? Oh, sorry. Excuse me? You mind if I just squeeze by here? This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.